Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see new movies and we talk about them with you guys. This is a very special episode because me and my guests are in the same room talking to one another face to face. Cracking drinks. Cracking drinks, breathing in each other's air, smelling our fumes. Um, my name is Robbie Anderson. I'm your host today and I'm joined by... The White Knight of Movies, Michael Burge. How are you? I'm very good. How are you, Robbie? I'm good. I'm good. Despite all things, mm-hmm. doing the best I can. Great start. Great start. <laughs> um, Mike, this is a hot take. You're familiar with the rules. I am. Great. Uh, it's also a little bit of a 8-Bits, another show that we do, Mike and I, where we talk about video game adaptations. Today we're talking about Ruben Fleischer's, Fleischer's, uh, Uncharted movie starring the boy. Oh, you don't know who the boy is? Tom Holland. Uh, starring Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. That's, uh, Nathan Drake, uh, Mark Wahlberg as Sully, if you played the games. Uh, so yeah, we just got out of that. This is a true blue hot take. We just got out of the movie. We just sat down. Mike and I haven't talked to each other about the movie yet besides sitting next to each other and making a lot of you know commentary. But Mike, what's your what's your hot take on Uncharted starring the boy? Uh, I think that this movie had a lot going against it. Uh, if you're familiar with the history of this movie coming to fruition, they've been essentially trying to make it for close to a decade now, I'd say, if not longer. I don't I know. I think since the first game right, came yeah. out, yeah. Uh, so much so that, uh, as the story goes, Mark Wahlberg kind of aged out of playing Nathan Drake and is now playing the elder character. Yeah. Uh, and by fixing that, I think that they just, uh, I think that Mark Wahlberg probably already got paid for it at some point, so he had to be in it. And they were like, well, then we'll just make Nathan Drake a boy. And and what better boy to what get? Better boy. What better boy to get than uh, Tom Holland? Uh, Uncharted has uh, some cool things going for it that I enjoyed that we'll talk about. Uh, ultimately, one of the biggest uh, issues that I have with the movie, slight spoiler alert, um, it does not feature a scene where Dev Patel comes, um, mm. which is kind of like a rating system that I kind of grade uh, most movies now post The Green Knight. Uh, spoiler alert for The Green Knight as well. So uh, you're you're saying like a C-U-M-S? A C-U-M-S, oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. just for the listeners to understand, you're but not also, saying... But uh, also, Dev Patel does never arrive. He never, <laughs> <laughs> he never arrives. not there at all. To his uh, fruition. Um, <laughs> no, this movie is uh, not all that great, but also I kind of expected that going in. Right. So I'm not too let down. I'm not too bummed out about it. I love the games. I played all the games. Uh, you and Jack... Uh, Kyle Jeske, another uh, host of the cast, uh, um, introduced me to the games, and I fell in love with them, played them all, uh, had a lot of fun. Um, I like the games, I like the character of Nathan Drake, uh, and uh, this movie is not really an uncharted movie. Um, The things about the game are not really present in it. It's just kind of like, this is just like another kind of Indiana Jones kind of ripoff, which is what Uncharted kind of is. It's like kind of using those that, that skeletal structure to do something. But at the end of the day, the things about Uncharted that make it that game series are like really not present in this movie. So it was not that satisfying as an Uncharted adaptation. Um, but as a movie, it was okay. Uh, sure. 
it's not terrible. Uh, it makes some mistakes that a lot of movies make, especially on this kind of big blockbuster budget that are also doesn't really seem like anybody cares about making this movie. Like, I don't think Tom Holland has the same sense of responsibility to the character of Nathan Drake as he does to the character of Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Certainly not. Um, what about you? What do you think? Um, let me just take a sip of my wine. Your vino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, Mike, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. And, you know, I, I was thinking about as we're watching it, like, kind of what angles I want to talk about the movie in. And I think with all video game adaptations, but this one really specifically, the Uncharted games, like, the Uncharted games do have an identity as this, like, swashbuckling adventure, but the games are so inspired by movies as well. So it's kind of like taking the medium of movies and stretching it into this, like, video game format that works really well. So they kind of constrict or condense this uh, property back into, like, a movie size just doesn't quite work. I don't really... I don't really know what the right way to do this is. I hate to like always be like, well, maybe the movie just shouldn't exist. Maybe we don't need an Uncharted movie. And and I don't know if we really do need an Uncharted movie. But I, I wonder what is the right way to do this. Because on paper, it's like, let's make this like National Treasure-esque, Indiana Jones-esque fun romp with these characters. Um, but the thing is, like, once you take away like player agency and what you're doing in these games... Um, I don't think I don't think Uncharted really has much of an identity in the games. You know, we talked about it probably on our Eight Bits episode, but Uncharted is inspired by Tomb Raider, which is inspired by Indiana Jones, and that's kind of the legacy. And then the new Tomb Raiders are inspired by Uncharted. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, we have a lot of these, you know, uh, potentially ripoffs, but very much like I think like paying homage to some extent, also inspired by to some extent. And then, you know, when we got our Tomb Raider movie a few years ago, which uh, I think I initially was pretty lukewarm on, but as we when we did our 8-Bits series, I actually kind of came around on uh, on the second watch. Um, I do think that that movie does capture the essence of Tomb Raider. If anything, they just get to the tombs a little too late. And if the, the things that, like, I think could translate into movies in this movie, they don't really do. Well, they could translate from the Uncharted games into movie form. They just don't really do. They don't really do that many cool, like, treasure puzzles. They don't go to that many, quote-unquote, tombs. That's the thing that Uncharted does. They don't really go to tombs. They go to places where there are, like, ruins with puzzles and interchanging things. They don't really do that that much. And, honestly, Nathan Drake, as a character, is almost unrecognizable. There's so many changes to what he is. It's just, like, I don't really get it. You know, Nolan North, the voice actor for Nathan Drake in the games, like, he brings a lot of, like, charisma he kind of feels like a nathan fillion ripoff at times but just kind of like that energy is really there that tom holland doesn't really capture i I think almost at all but that's that's kind of my jumping off point with this yeah no and i agree with that too i think that tom holland is like really good at what he does and i think that he's doing what he does in this and he's doing it well yeah but it's not what's called for for the character of nathan drake and you can change the character around a bit but this is kind of like a a drastically fundamental like even removed from the this is like an origin story kind of thing because he's younger and this is beforehand and maybe learning some of the things and the mannerisms and the gear that he's gear. that he's like known for, um, it's kind of just like you know, it's a little bit too like solo a Star Wars story. Yeah. Um, only that movie benefits from 
you know, uh, Han Solo being like such a kind of particular character that you really can't change anything up. And he's also like a beloved character in the sense of like the world over that you really can't mess with that too much. And I feel like in this movie, they just didn't. Um, I feel like the people that wrote this Uncharted movie just did not care too much about who Nathan Drake is as a character and understood that his character and his mannerisms and his personality are one of the best parts of the games and what keep yeah. you coming back. There's a reason why he's the main character in all four of the games beyond the point of just like he is the series protagonist. You're like, no, I want that. I, I want to play as him again. Luckily with the Uncharted games, we have like close to 40 plus hours of being with Nathan Drake and seeing what his character is like and what it evolves into. When I think of Nathan Drake as a character from the games, I think of a guy who's really charismatic who's a little cheeky and a thief, always has a good moral compass though, um, and not isn't too quick to fuck people over and is very much led by like intrigue. He's more into the mystery of like solving the thing than necessarily getting the treasure. Yeah. And also like he, his um, pursuit of treasure hunting is almost like a drug. And that's something that the final Uncharted game really dealt with is him kind of like falling back into becoming a thief again after returning to normalcy and him trying to like, overcome like is it worth losing my family and my loved ones again to do this and and the crux of that argument is just like well some of my family who haven't seen in a while is involved in this game as well mm-hmm. so it's kind of like almost like fantastic mr fox a little bit right sure. it's like yeah. kind of like you know chasing this like this fever dream of of, a, of the adrenaline rush of doing the thing and following your passions versus following like you know maybe falling in line with with uh the passions of, of your family and your loved ones and, and the people that have been there for you while others have been absent. And, uh, you know, when I think about what Nathan Drake is in this movie, I think it's a guy who's just thrust through a plot line <laughs> and he's a bartender. He's a bartender. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those like annoying bartenders <laughs> that we were talking about <laughs> that like likes to flip things around and do things a little differently. And, uh, also, I hate it. I fucking got as someone who dabbles in cocktails and bartending and stuff. It's yeah. I mean, you're, I you're a manager and owner of a restaurant sure. cocktail bar. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I, I can't stand it when like if someone wants a fucking vodka tonic, make it. From, that's what they want. Yeah. Shut up. Like it's like some people don't want to have their minds absolutely blown by like a six, seven, eight level cocktail. Those things are absolutely awesome and they should try them hopefully eventually. Yeah. But I hate it when people like there's a joke at the beginning of the movie where it's like, oh, come on, give me something challenging. And I get where they're coming from. And I kind of probably sound like uh, the inverse of a snob, which is still very dickish and snobbish. Like I'm being snobby sure. about yeah, snobs yeah. and that's kind of even more snobbier. It's, it's two degrees of snobbery. Mm. Um, I don't like it when they do that. It doesn't fit with Nathan's character either in this movie or, or Nathan Drake as a whole. Like the character of Nathan Drake in this movie is kind of all over the place because it's, it seems like a lot of it has been kind of tailored towards Tom Holland once he was cast as well as kind of the, the inevitable inability to be able to differentiate Tom Holland from being Tom Holland. Like, I don't think that Tom, when I'm watching this, I wasn't really getting reminded of Peter Parker's Spider-Man too much because for the most part in those movies, he's in a suit, you know, when he's doing like the action stuff for the most part. Um, 
And he looks a teensy bit different in these ones. Like, not really, though, but like not really. enough for me where it's like, oh, okay, this is a character named Nathan Drake. But they don't really give me a whole lot to kind of latch onto, even with like a little prologue with his brother and all that stuff. And like, not trying to get into specifics like this early in, in the cast, but like this is towards the beginning of the movie. A lot of stuff that I think has already been shown in trailers yeah. and everything. And it's it was just a little hard for me to kind of connect with him as a character because they don't seem to know, like Indiana Jones kind of has this unknowability mm-hmm. in the first one where you're just like, is this guy a scumbag? Oh no, he's actually kind of smart. Well, is this guy like kind of like, like, does he have any friends? Like, is he kind of like a douchebag? And that's why he seems to be just doing this all on his own. You're right. like, Oh no, he's a little prickly. And he seems to like only have a few people that he trusts and, you kind of learn – you get to know the character a little bit throughout Raiders and even by the end there's still like an unknowability about him right. which makes the character of Indiana Jones so intriguing and why you want to revisit and learn more. Whereas with Nathan Drake in this movie, I'm just kind of like – so he just wants to like he – like, he's got a thirst for adventure like yeah. the Nathan Drake character but – he also wants to find his brother, like the Nathan Drake character from the games and some of the games. Right. It's just like that's not enough for me to like really propel and care about. Like at the end of the movie, well, I don't want to talk too specifics, yeah. but like at the end of the movie, I cared about certain things that were very silly, but I didn't care about who won. No. Because the bad guys in this movie too, like, aren't really like bad guys. Like they're like, no, they're just trying to do the same thing that you the are. Exact same. Get thing. rich from finding gold. And like they're not really doing Really nefarious things. I guess at one point they do something a bit nefarious, but like I, I get it. Like yeah, you know, it's. I, I think that. Uh, I, sh- I show- think that it was justified to the extent of not getting too specific. Yeah, I mean, they they show like the villains cross certain lines that the heroes won't, and you and know, kind of. Yeah, and and kind of. Um, I I think that like also Tom Holland is just not like. He's just not, you know, as charac- he's not charismatic enough to make up for like the fallings yeah. of these things. And that's the issue. And Mark Wahlberg is like, you know, we have even less kind of like character archetype to build off like Sully from the video games. But from what we got, from what we get from those games, Mark Wahlberg ain't it either. You no. know, like, like a, an insanely bad <laughs> casting for that part. But we knew that going in again. Like yeah. it's like you know who Mark Wahlberg is, you know who Sully is. If you, if you know those two things, you know this ain't it. Then you know like that's not going to work. Yeah. And as soon as they start talking to each other, you can be like, this is they're reinterpreting Uncharted and changing it into something else that's maybe a little bit different from the games to try and fit what they're trying to do, what their vision is. It's a lot like Man of Steel, which we were talking about when we were oh, yeah. when we were grabbing some burgers beforehand. Um, where it's just like Man of Steel is like a really cool super, superhero movie if it wasn't Superman. Yeah. Because Superman already has his own identity and characteristics and ideals that make him the icon that is Superman. And if you mess with it a little bit, it's interesting. But if you mess with it too much, it becomes – that's not Superman. They're just calling yeah. him that and people have the same names 
and they're living in the same place and he's wearing the same clothes. But like the the, the mannerisms and the <clears throat> characteristics and the motivations are completely fucking different. And it doesn't like go so insane that it does like a 360 and kind of reveal something new about the character that we haven't seen in other mediums mm. in the example of like Man of Steel. Like it doesn't reveal or uh, inform like this interpretation of the character is not like any different or any newer. No. The same goes for Nathan Drake. Like there's nothing presented in this movie that makes him like that explores a different facet. I think when you well, I guess think, it explores the boring facet. Of yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where he's just kind of like whatever. I think like a, a movies that do like uh, Into the Spider Verse. I think does a really good job of like taking someone like Peter Parker, and you know that movie has the benefit of kind of exploring some other Sp- Spider-Man characters more so that we haven't seen as much. So Peter Parker can kind of be in the background. But it explores Peter in a way we haven't really seen on the big screen. You've seen him be sad. You've seen him be depressed. We've never quite seen him be, like, a little suicidal, a little mm-hmm. bit, like, suicidal by virtue. Over it. Yeah, and, like, just over it. You don't really ever see that, but then when they explore that character, it kind of reveals, like, something that feels ubiquitously true for all Spider-Man that came before it, for all Peter Parker that came before it. It's very interesting. But, yeah, this movie, like, you know, that's a lot to put on this movie's plate, but... If you're not going to give me something new to be excited about and you're not really going to play on the strengths of what's old about it, then I don't have anything to really fuck with in this movie, you know? There's nothing for me to grab. I just – there's just nothing interesting to grab for me to grab onto. Like I don't even think the action's that interesting, you no. know? No, no. I mean, no, no. It's just kind of boring. And It's a little boring. It's a little bit boring and that's like the biggest thing that I can toss at it. But it's also like, you know, I've watched loads of movies like this – you know, and like yeah. some of them are done like really badly. And I guess maybe I'm just being a little nice to it because I didn't find anything ultimately insulting about this movie. And if anyone was going to find something insulting about an Uncharted movie, it would be someone like me who played all four games and yeah. genuinely really cared about the games. Like mm-hmm. maxed all those games out, loved living in those worlds and loved going into a new one every time. Yeah. And all the little things that are that are like in Uncharted games, like – they're not in this, like, there, there's no, I'll save one really, really, really important one for the spoiler talk, because it is a slight spoiler. One of the other big things about the Uncharted games is uh, uh, fucking Nathan Drake's journal. Yeah. That is a huge part of solving yeah. puzzles and Absolutely. stuff like that, and like drawing things and doing things, and there is not a single no. inkling to that. Where he's like drawing somebody in a bed or doing something like that at some point where it hints at that. And it's having a personal moment with this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's like in this one, they kind of change that over to like he's got a really good memory and a really good imagination of kind of thinking outside the box and stuff like that, which he hones throughout this movie, which is kind of like what Nathan Drake is like when we first meet him at the beginning of Uncharted is like because you are him. Yeah. And you are given all of the options to be able to figure out how to solve puzzles. And now you have all that in your head. And as the mechanics remain more or less the same, but slightly change as far as like action dynamics and stuff like that throughout the games, for the most part, the idea of how you solve puzzles in Uncharted is you learn things through dialogue. And that is all written down in a journal so that when you get to a room, you can actually open up the journal and you have to kind of piece out the puzzles that you've learned and figure it out. And I always really like that where it's like, yeah. oh, there are little hints in there to try and figure it out. But you still have to go through the notes to kind of figure out how to solve this thing and get to the next stage. And I think what you're describing and why this movie just can't simply come close to that is because you're the one who's doing. You have the player agency to look this in the book the and do these things. This is the biggest problem with video game adaptations. This is the huge problem. And why I think when we see 
you know, when we did 8-Bits and we talked about the movies that really did it and it really worked, I think, you know, we kind of landed on, it wasn't a movie, but it was a TV show, so I had more time. But, like, Castlevania really nails an adaptation because it really blows up the world and takes elements from the legacy, but really pivots wildly into something new. Yeah. I think that's just kind of the only way, just to tell, like, a brand new story, not to kind of do uh, subpar greatest hits of the stories that we know. And but the, you have to keep the character. You have to. That's the whole yeah. fucking point. <laughs> like, if you're going to do a different story of Uncharted, which, like, I get you want to do, especially with mm-hmm. an origin story, you have to... You have to keep the character. I think, if anything, they could have, like, kept it as, like, let's start with... Uh, if you played the games, and I think it's in the trailer, but, like, you know, you start with Nate and his brother in the orphanage, and you tell the story from, like, they are young. Like, young as fuck. And then he meets Sully then, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of getting groomed by Sully into this into this thief. And then you kind of deal with that. Maybe you even do a time jump. But, like, something that really maybe, like, pivots for the most part pretty wildly. And then when you have these moments of, like, oh, that's from the game. Oh, that's from the game. It's really exciting. But I think the other problem with these really big budget adaptations, which I think the, the issue with a lot of video game movie adaptations is that they are huge budgets and they're trying to like mass appeal to the biggest audience ever they can't do anything like too niche or too like uh dangerous right so you know i don't know how you like this is how you make an uncharted movie that can be well received by the most amount of people but it's just not that interesting a movie And and the thing is like i don't think this movie is really for uncharted fans do you no. So then, who? Then is this movie for like? Can it's you watch to try this? and like launch a new franchise or something like that? Because like Sony's just grasping at fucking straws. Like besides Spider Man, they're like, well, what if we put the guy that plays Spider Man in it? Will that work? Yeah. And it's like, I mean, you know, the movie's doing okay. Yeah. To the point where like the boy has been, <laughs> you know, um, validated as like a box office draw to a certain extent. But like this movie's also getting like completely fucking body slammed. Oh yeah. Uh, critically. Which I was always and and am always with other movies and stuff. Very very um, very hesitant to like kind of follow like critic acclaim and stuff like that, especially on big blockbuster movies because it's yep. just like sometimes the people that are kind of putting that stuff out there, I don't necessarily agree with with what blockbuster movies um, should have, should be, and should do. Uh, I don't have like the same kind of checklist, you know, or maybe I just have a different checklist or care about the checklist more right. something where I'm just like, no, I can take these movies in for like what they are as long as they have something to say. And unfortunately uncharted doesn't really have a whole lot to say that hasn't already been explored in this exact specific adventure action genre, like learning yeah. to trust people, you know, like, cause when you're doing like treasure hunting and all of that stuff, it's always, you're dealing with people who are thieves or greedy. criminals and greedy yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, you have to learn to trust one another. And that's ultimately the whole fucking point yeah. of this movie and is Sully and um, Nathan Drake learning to trust each other, mm-hmm. like each other, like Nathan learning to trust Sully, Sully learning to trust anybody, but Nate as well. Right. And that's a boring story because we know that they're going to trust each other eventually. Like there's no, there's nothing hanging up on that. And that's, it's like, it's the kind of like origin fatigue that you've talked about before where it's just like, it's this thing where it's like, it's Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. It's not like Mark Wahlberg is going to die by the end of this movie 
and he's just not going to be in the next one that they've been building this whole relationship on. It's like start the movie kind of like you were saying, like a little bit more closer to the games where like yeah. when, when Nate is really young, that's when he bumps into Sully and doesn't like him at first and trust each other. But they mm-hmm. get this camaraderie over time. Or start it like in the heat of things. Like he's been doing Nathan Drake shit. Sully's been doing Sully shit for sure. years, you yeah. know, like kind of one or the other, but doing this like pseudo origin story or doing this like kind of true to blue yeah. origin story. It's just like. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark didn't need an origin story. That's like what made it interesting. Yeah, like, yes, they eventually did make one. Right. But like you didn't need it because mm-hmm. part of the fun is figuring this character out while you're seeing what they're doing as opposed to being told why they are how they are. Yeah. Or even you think something like Batman Begins and you start kind of from ground zero. You know, you start, it's like he's learning how to do ninja shit. And that's cool because it's like you've never really seen that character do that before. Like I'd want to maybe see, I mean, I don't know if it would be that interesting. I don't want I don't make these movies, but like, you know, maybe how does Nathan Drake learn how to climb shit so good? You know, he does it so good in the games. He just kind of does it. Yeah. He's maybe, got a rope in his apartment. Yeah. And he just like, anything. That's what he does. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's weird. Uh, one of the other awkward things in the spoiler free ch- section that we'll hit is, uh, he doesn't really do a lot of murder mm-hmm. and that's really what's absent from his character in the games. Cause you were just murdering people murdering people in those games just non-stop because unfortunately in video games it's uh there's not a lot of there's especially at the time these games were made i think nowadays we see a lot more like nuanced approaches to like what gameplay can be but uh you know a lot of what video games are is just kind of like pointing and hitting a button and shooting is a really good way to like translate that mechanic into things so you just end up doing a lot of murder and in this movie it's just like I'm not saying I want him to do a lot of murder. I'm not trying to sound like it's like the absence of murder is what makes it weird. But uh, if you don't have like the shooting gallery sections or like really interesting shootouts, mm-hmm. then that's like a huge chunk that's of what, what Uncharted is. That's it's just what gone. it fucking is. It's gone. Yeah, and you're just you removing know? it. It's like yeah. if you took zombies out of Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what are you fucking doing? So that's not Resident Evil. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's not like the movie has like a moral apprehension to it because they make it very clear that they don't later on in the movie. They just kind of take the sweet time with it, and they're trying to build to a moment that doesn't really quite land. Um, are you ready to jump into the spoilers? Do you have any? Uh, do you think people should see this movie, Mike? No. Whether you've <laughs> you, so if you've played the games or you haven't played the games, I mean, I think if you've played the games and you've put in like all those hours of playing that stuff, like have some fun with this one, but like. Yeah, you know, don't you don't have to rush. I don't think you're gonna really dig it, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. If you haven't, if you haven't played the games, I don't oh, definitely I, recommend the games. Hell yeah, I, I, yeah, play the games. But if you haven't played the games, I don't think there's much in this movie for you. I I think you would understand what's happening, but I don't think it'd be all that interesting because it's all shit you've seen before. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing about Uncharted, they're having a lot of fun with shit you've seen before, but you get to play it and yes. they add. Agency, and that's the difference. So yeah, a a little bummed about this one, but not something we didn't expect. But uh, Mike and I have played all the games, so we are going to go into the spoiler zone, do some comparing and contrasting. So we'll be right back. So if you you don't care about what happens in this movie, we'll see you then. Or if you see the movie, we'll see you then. And if you give a shit, come, come see us later. Come hear us later. Hey everybody, Mike Burge popping in here real quick to let you know about our brand new advertiser, Suncommon. These guys are absolutely great. 
Suncommon is one of those businesses that I am just so proud to have the StoryScreen brand associated with. They supported us through advertising last year at StoryScreen Drive-In in the midst of the pandemic, and that really helped us to be able to get things started and going over there. And ever since then, they have been just a fantastic business to be partnered with in just about anything that we do. But what is SunCommon? Well, SunCommon is your local clean energy partner, and it's got over 15 years of solar experience across the Capital District, Hudson Valley, and Vermont. They are awesome. SunCommon is a certified B Corp that believes people and planet are the foundation of vibrant communities. They offer custom engineered solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses, as well as unique products like the Solar Canopy and Tesla Powerwall. They're fantastic. The customer service is out of control good. And speaking as someone who has to deal with the customer service at Fandango all the time, these guys are above and beyond comparatively. No, you know, no low shots to Fandango here. Just like, you know, there's room for improvement. Everybody can improve. But back to Suncommon. Suncommon is a nicer duh, N-Y-S-E-R-D-A, pronounced nicer duh, gold quality solar installer, which means they exceed annual quality assurance criteria and consistently provide top tier performance. They offer affordable financing options designed to fit any individual's needs for getting that good old solar power energy installed in a business, a home. Honestly, you name it, I think that they can pretty much pull it off. These guys, you know, they they can help. They they guide customers through each step of the solar journey, which can be a kind of uh, hard one to really wrap your brain around if you're not too familiar with how it goes. But they're so good at helping you understand exactly what needs to happen, what can happen, and what will happen when you hire Suncommon to do these kinds of things. Suncommon makes saving money while saving the planet the easiest home improvement decision you'll make this year, any year, whenever. So if you're ready to build a brighter future, get in touch with Suncommon today. Visit suncommon.com to learn more. That's suncommon, S-U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N.com. And you can learn more and build a brighter future starting right now. Let's get back to the episode. And we're back with spoilies for Uncharted, where I will tell you who dies. My favorite character of the movie. Who's that? Antonio Banderas. Oh, yes, Antonio Banderas. Uh, they kill him off, man. absolutely loved him. Oh. You, you love him in general. You love him in this. Yeah, I feel like I haven't great. seen him in a while, you know? Uh, he was in a movie a few years ago that you really liked. He's in Pain and Glory recently. Yeah. He got nominated for that. And uh, he's a, he was in a movie this year... Um, that I can't recall the name of right off the top of my head, but uh, it hasn't been released widely yet, I believe, or mm-hmm. I don't have access to it. I'm excited about it. I I love Antonio Banderas so very, very, very much. This yeah. is, and this is a role that really kind of like for him to really sink his like little kind of uh, charismatic shit into. Like I, I was talking about how like it would be really interesting if Mark Wahlberg played the bad guy in this movie and Antonio Banderas played Sully. Yeah, it'd be fun. I'd be kind of that would have been cool. a shit ton of fun. Yeah. 
And then having Sully being portrayed by someone who is older than Mark Wahlberg, as Antonio Banderas is, you could maybe make Nathan Drake not a boy, but a man. But a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I think Antonio Banderas is, is really fun. And uh, he captures a lot of like, I don't know if like any of the uncharted villains, like proper big bads are like all that memorable. I think that's like... A criticism. I I can't really tell you too much off the top of my head. Like, yeah, they get they get like little. They're fine, dudes. They're like that yeah, they're that little dudes. Yeah. yeah, and like they they end up they're sinister in the moments that they need to be. But in the games, narratively, you know, you're much more concerned with like what Drake's up to and and uh, you know, Sully's not even in the games that much. He's usually like front loaded in them, and then kind of goes. Yeah, he's kind of like there at like the beginning of the story, yeah. and then he'll like converse every now and then for like you know plot and stuff like that and convenience right. and come in and save the day at one point or betray something you know like that's that's kind of his whole yeah. character i think one of the narrative conventions in the art charter games that i thought was like it was really interesting to see it used here but it's like not really a technique that i love where the games they usually start kind of in the middle of the story where yeah. drake's at the lowest point he could possibly be in, Uncharted Two begins with he just went through he just went through this giant train fight. It was fucking crazy. It's like the best part of the game. It crashes. It's the best parts of any game. Of any game like, yeah. yeah, and he's all fucking fucked up, and he has to climb like all jacked up, climb out of this train that's like hanging off this like cliff, and it's like super cinematic. And it, to this day, even so many years later, it's still really cool. Um, and I think the other games also have like moments where they 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 start kind of like yeah. where you're like how do we get to this part where yeah, you're yeah. down in his yep. luck when you see that happen in movies you know there are movies that do it to great effect like something like Fight Club but um, you know the full circle storytelling technique is not always super it's it's not always great to start a movie where it's interesting mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're getting here and it's not really that effective because you don't see Nathan Drake at a plot point that's really narratively interesting you no. see him well, at a plot point that's very visually engaging, engaging. Yeah, but there's also not a whole lot of you don't very know interesting else? narrative plot points no, to grab not. onto in yeah. this thing. They're going to get the treasure. That's it. That's it. So it was just really and the, like... the the cargo scene on the airplane that we're talking about at the top of this movie. That's yeah. from Uncharted Three. Yes, right. Yeah. I mean, inspired by inspired by. Yeah, yeah. For like sure. that's kind of what it's from. Yeah. Um, the other thing that kind of combines both these things that we were talking about, both the villains of each of the games. And the uh, the way each of the games, like other things that exist in all the games in this way that are kind of put in the movie in some way. Here's one that's not. Um, every Uncharted game ends, and this is spoilers for the Uncharted game, so if you want to not hear that for any reason at all, because it is a very big spoiler because it shocked the fuck out of me the first time <laughs> I played the first game. Maybe skip ahead like about two minutes or so. You won't miss much. We'll just talk about that. Um, supernatural shit happens. Usually, yeah. At the end of every one, I right? Think, I think four, four doesn't, maybe doesn't have it because like that one's more grounded. That was more grounded. It's for yeah, big, yeah. It's for, you know, big but that's, boys. You've got like banshees and like... Yeah, or like Nazi zombies and, yeah, in the first one like, pretty much. Nazi yeah. zombies. Like it's... it. The whole games are essentially Indiana Jones games for like the first three quarters and then like the final like act is always uh oh something's weird there's magic going on here where it's like crazy crazy creatures and demons 
and goblins and ghouls happen. I think this movie could have gotten away with it. It's really insane that they keep yeah. doing it. And it's also funny that like when people talk about Uncharted, you think about Nathan Drake like swinging from ropes and shooting yeah. at people. I, people never bring up the fact that it's like, yo, that ends with fucking zombies. Yeah. Like, or, the, or the second one ends with like the fucking tree group that turns people into like blue monsters yeah. or whatever. Like, and that stuff is like, you know, in the game, like, it's pretty cool. It's always like a left turn. It's fun. It's kind of cool. It's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. Because then you get Nathan Drake being like, oh, shit. What you know? the fuck? And I thought that they were going towards it some, like in some way in this one with like they're going into this cavern and that hasn't yeah. been like discovered and like maybe something was going to be down there and all of like, you know, the, the all the like the Christian kind of uh, iconography. Uh, yeah, that they're yeah. kind of dealing with. I'm like, oh, what's it going to be? And then they just don't do it. And it's just like ships crashing into each other like a ride at Disney World. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I think the Tomb Raider movie does it in like a fun way, but they try and like grind or uh, not grind, ground the supernatural mm-hmm. isms where they they have like a... Is it magic or is it like a disease? Yeah. yeah. And it kind of is like by the end of it, it's like doesn't matter because it's killing everyone. And you don't right. and you don't want it to get out. And right. I think that's like a fun way to do it. I think this movie could have just gone away, like got away with I really being like weird shit. Really thought that it was shit. going to, and it would have made me like it a lot more if it had yeah. like this wackadoo fucking ending. But also at the same time, the whole time I'm watching it and getting the vibe that this movie's putting off, I'm like, they're not going to trust audiences to like buy that shit. Because no. people are going to be like, it's really good until, until like until it gets fucking really leprechaun show up. Yeah, yeah, I would watch that. The leprechaun. Bunch of leprechaun <laughs> show. If it was Warwick great. Davis too, and he was down there. <laughs> Oi, you found me boots. Now it's time for me to you escape. Want gold? <laughs> they got the Scottish guy. He could have been revealed to be like a leprechaun. Yeah, he actually is like three leprechauns, but just like that's why his Scottish accent was so bad. He's actually Irish pretending to be Scottish. He is. He is like a top build character, and he's just called he the Scotsman. He's, he's in the, the entire Scotsman. movie. He's in the entire movie. He's in the entire movie. He's he's got just as many like bits and jokes as like the Zippo lighter does. The Zippo lighter is like the third oh build in fucking, this fucking movie. Oh my fucking god, dude. The Zippo lighter, I mean you're in spoilers, so hopefully you're you're with us. You've been, you've watched the movie and you're here with us. But like this the the repeated Zippo lighter bit it started driving me insane. Cause it happens, dude, like the Zippo lighter, you know how like sometimes you you're in a movie and you're like, sometimes the the setting is a character. I like I like to do that all the time. Sometimes yeah, yeah, the setting yeah, is a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York's New York's New York, New York's a, even even New York's a character. In Bioshock, even Rapture's a character. Mm-hmm. Um, the lighter, food is a character. food is a character. Yes, you know, the lighter in this movie is a, is I think the most important character of the entire film. It's it's third, everything is predicated on the third build. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Just like the uh, the fucking uh, gun holsters are like, and introducing gun holsters. gun holsters is like, oh my god! Waiting like we we uh, we started we started out real real kind of energetic and hot at the beginning of this. Took it we away, were like took having it away some from fun. Us. We were talking. We were doing some stuff, and then it just kind of like. The energy was just kind of like fucking sucked out of me. I don't know about you, but no, yeah. Well, we, we both. Went, I think we, we both way, were just like we went way down for yeah. like a solid forty minutes of that, where we were just like, okay. And then it got to the point where like I could tell that we were in the third act, that we're we're getting yeah. towards the we're end here. Up. We're wrapping up, and I realized that he still didn't have his like leather gun holsters. Iconic. His iconic like brown leather, and he had like the white like like half button up shirt for a bit, which I was like really into. Because I was like, well, at least he does make wear. Him, he wears the blue him, shirt in the club. He wears the blue shirt yeah. in the club, which is from other games yes. and stuff. But and the baseball tee, I think, at the end. 
The, well, the baseball tee, that which was really weird for me because I own that exact T-shirt. Good for I'm you. pretty sure it's like the exact like good fellow from Target. That like, that's great. what it is. <laughs> uh, really, hands down to the uh, the costume designer. Um, <laughs> but like, I got to the point where I realized he didn't have the gun holsters. And I'm like, he has them in the poster, right? Didn't I see shots of him in the trailer having them? Does he have them? And it really kind of – I brought it up to you. Yeah. And that, I feel like that really kind of just gave us our second wind. We're like, when he gets them. is he going to get them? Yeah. And when he gets them, our theater went crazy. <laughs> yeah, both of us. The, the two, two of us <laughs> in this theater <laughs> lost our minds. It was like fucking – it was like That's Luke Skywalker <laughs> turning around at the end of Force Awakens. You're just like, I'm holy shit. That's another thing too. Like they treat it like it's such a moment. And it if did. you're – because if you're was. not playing those games, yeah, if you're not insane like us, <laughs> you're like, yeah, all right, so he shoots guns now. Yeah. And I thought, like, he does not pop a Glock mm-hmm. the entire runtime of the movie. Mm. And even when he does, he never shoots anybody. Mm. And I thought they were shoots trying at, to. Yeah, but he, he still murders at, people. He murders plenty of people. He murders this is, why, this people. is what I was saying before yeah. in the beginning, where it was like, Antonio Banderas' bad guy does have the ultimate big bad of the movie who betrays him murder his, his papa. Yes. Bad. Bad. Cross the line. That's a bad guy. Um, But also, uh, Nathan and Sully are murdering people left and fucking right by, like, bashing their heads onto solid objects or tossing them from very tall places. Very tall places. Very tall places. Yeah. Things that that are most definitely murder them. them. And you see them, like, hit their fucking necks on the way down. Like, they're dying. Um, So I I thought the movie... Up until he gets the holsters, because I, I even said, I was like, it seems like they're trying to make a point. It seems like they're trying to make this our Nathan Drake, our cinematic Nathan Drake. He doesn't need firearms. He just swashbuckles. He's just fun. He doesn't do traditional murder. And then they give him guns. And now it's just like, aren't you guys excited for guns? And then he doesn't fucking do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And listen, I don't get my fucking dick up for guns. I don't care about guns that much. <laughs> but it's just kind of like... I just want the movie to tell me what they're trying to do with the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When they give Han Solo his gun, they want you to have dick up, dick up for gun. You want you to be torqued for guns mm-hmm. in that part. This was a thing that happened when we watched Tomb Raider, and we talked about how like the most recent Tomb Raider doesn't yeah. really feature um, Lara Croft using guns. Like she's, she's using her, she's bow her bow and all that yeah. stuff that's from like the new games and everything. And then at the end of that one... You're given something that's like, oh, perhaps, ah, like, uh-huh, maybe we could go on. It's because she, you know, and it's kind of done at this one too, where yeah. they're just like, he'll be more like Nathan next time. I promise. And yeah. I'm like, well, you just made a really bad movie, so we're probably not gonna fucking get another I don't one. Think so. Assholes. And the difference is like, okay, Han Solo. I've always, if you listen to the episode, and I love to criticize Han Solo. It's just like, how does this dude get his fucking shit? How does this dude get his stuff? How does he get his vest? How does he get his gun? It's always thought, it was always the biggest unanswered question. He's like, how does this dude trilogy? get his shit? I have to know. How does he get his shit? And the thing is, like, they make his shit seem iconic. And the thing about Tomb Raider is that Laura Croft having two platinum pistols very is large, iconic. Very large guns, yeah. Is, is iconic, especially to the original games. Mm-hmm. Uh... Again, the only really iconic things that Nathan Drake has is a few items from the Tarjay Fall collection mm-hmm. and a ring around his a neck. Ring around and, his I, neck. and I and guess and, and his holster. Yeah, his holster's crazy. I guess. I used AKs most of the time when I played the game. Yeah, but you always had the holsters I on. I always had the holsters dog. on. Always had the holsters always on. Had the holster. And he also likes uh, Crash Bandicoot. He loves Crash Bandicoot. That would have been fun. That would have been a fun thing. Fun, huh? Yeah. Can't For a have movie it here. that's trying to really lighten up. Uh, the Uncharted games, 
Not a whole lot of fun going on in this thing. Not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun. Not a very fun movie, no. I think it thinks it's fun. Yeah, well, it's trying to, like... It's trying to be this... Uh, it, it, I feel like it's trying to be more um, National Treasure than anything else, you know? Like, it's trying to be this, like... You know, even down to, like, oh, we use, like, l- fire to, like, reveal, like... <laughs> when the Zippo works. When the Zippo yeah, 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 works. When the Zippo yeah. works. You know, it's just, like... Uh, I, I get I get what they're trying to do with the movie, but it's just like just the major issue is that it's like the movie feels so much smaller than the games have ever been. And I feel like yeah. that's that's an issue, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's a problem. Yeah. Because the games do feel very not to like piggyback off of that like amazing take. That is that's a very good take on this. Like mm-hmm. that's I think one of its underlying issues is that the games feel so big. Huge. And yeah. I think part of that, again, is our original thing about you're playing them. So you're walking through them you're and you know climbing everything. Are. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's it's a tangible thing that you're traversing and exploring and experiencing. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it really just does kind of like make everything seem so small because we've seen stuff exactly like this. Like right. even down to like, you know, the the planes going over the maps with the lines and stuff, which are in the games too, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. Like yeah. those are lifted directly from Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Indiana Jones movies, which is directed from like those serials and stuff like that at the time. And yes. it's like, cool, one begets the other, but all can exist together, but do something interesting on both sides of that. For the love of God. Yeah. For the love of For God. For the love of God. Do please. something that is captivating me, please. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you spent uh, so much money on this. That's it. Yeah, make me do something. Make something happen in my brain. It's a fucking bummer, dude. It like, is a bummer. But again, I and, and not know, surprised. I love going into. That is why I'm yeah. kind of not too hard on this movie. Not me because I kind of already knew. Even like eight years ago, when they're like, "We're making an Uncharted movie," I was like, "That's gonna probably not be good." No. You know, have you ever seen the short film with Nathan Fillion? It's amazing. It's amazing. You know why? Because it's just like the fucking game and they just make it like the game. And also it's like he's not even doing shit. He's in like an apartment. It's short and sweet and it it starts and ends like in the in the heat of the shit. And that's what's fun about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think uh, I, I think maybe an interesting, you know, conversation to maybe slide into as we wrap up is. Is maybe talking about you know this game is uh, the, the Uncharted games are made by Naughty Dog who also were in charge of like Crash Bandicoot uh, mm-hmm. I believe Jack and Daxter yeah. but once they start making Uncharted like you know the studio has been around for a, lot, a while people are coming and going and stuff like that so Uncharted and Last of Us are really kind of what the the faces of of this development studio are at mm-hmm. this point the and first Last of Us yeah yeah the good one. <laughs> Mike and I love last week. No, we do. Because we have fucking good taste. Yeah, because we like good shit. And we're not animals. Yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting to have this movie be coming out. And we know that they're making the Last of Us TV show on HBO. And just seeing, just like kind of like pulling back and just seeing the way that these two things are being treated so differently. Mm. And in a way, it's like very true to how I guess like how they how these games were inspired. It's like Uncharted is inspired by Blockbuster Adventures, specifically Indiana Jones, but even beyond that, you know? Like I think there's even like times where it feels a little Pirates of the Caribbean at times. Like it is about world trotting adventures. And then you have something like Last of Us, which is like dour to to almost the point of flaw (laughs) and is serious as fuck Mm. and is being treated as premier television. By HBO, and I think that's uh, that's an interesting kind of dichotomy to be to be seeing happening now 
in in this medium with these two properties. Yeah. And it the other the other big thing though I think about Uncharted is is that it was directed by as you said at the top. Yeah. Ruben Flesher who directed Zombieland. Yep. Um and he is like the fucking seventh person, seventh director to be attached to this thing over the course of all this shit. Right. Um because this thing went through so many and I I had the uh yeah, it's so like David O. Russell, Neil Berger, Seth Gordon, Sean Levy, Sean Levy who directed um uh Free Guy, which I just watched last night finally. And um Did you like did you like Free No, Guy? no, I didn't fucking <laughs> like it. No, I didn't fucking like it. It's a fine, fun time, and if you like Free Guy, absolutely. That movie is made like trash. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And that's it. Sorry. I think it's <laughs> I, I think it's fucking garbage. I don't it's it, it 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 does not hurt my sensibilities or do anything to me. It, it whisked over me sure. like a fine fart on the wind, and I was like, "That's it, <laughs> nice stinky fart." Uh, Dan Trachtenberg, which would have been really interesting. He's the guy, unless I'm mistaken, that did Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, that would have been, been very interesting. Yeah. And Travis Knight. And so, like, the script has like also gone through writer and writer and writer yeah. and writer, and finally lands on where we're at right now. Yeah. Which is, I believe, who is it? Rafe Judkins. I am not familiar. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's done a ton of writing. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's producer on that, though. Okay. Wheel of Time, Honor. Okay, he was a, he was a writer for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. He's a TV guy. He's a TV guy. He's a TV nerd guy. I don't so think it makes anybody, it makes sense. by the time they finally got through the immediate writers that wanted to write an Uncharted movie and the immediate director who was very interested in the project as doing something, I think by the time they got to the cast and crew that they wanted to do, nobody fucking cared. Well, there was a writing team who did a pass on it, and it's the Iron Man guys, you know? That's fine. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, they're, they're, it just goes to show you, like, what happens, you yeah. know? Like... And the you know, Iron Man could be more of a process of John Favreau's directing than anything else. Now that we've seen what he's done with his career, I don't know. I mean, you know, movies are a, I mean, a Herculean the Iron, effort. The Iron know? Man script is not the strongest attribute of that movie. Sure, it's the acting it is, and directing. It's it's Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau. Like yeah. they are, and bringing that world kind of cohesively yeah. together. Jeff Bridges is also, you know, putting in more work than he really needs to in that, which I kind of think adds to I love the it. smarminess of that character. Yeah, um, which I wish he would come back so much. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Um, no, I think the movie's bullshit. I think that <laughs> it's... But again, it's like it doesn't hurt my feelings or anything no. because it's like I have the games and this is so unlike the games that it doesn't really fuck with anything in no. the way that Solo kind of came really close to fucking with your enjoyment of Han Solo as a character. Yeah. Like, I remember talking about like when... Spoilers for Star Wars. If you haven't seen it, you then then you don't care. When 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 Han Solo shows up in Rise of Skywalker, yeah, I remember hearing from some people they're just like, I kind of just don't care about Han Solo anymore since the movie. Since the, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> holy whoa, shit, whoa, that's whoa. intense. Yeah, and these are madmen. These are people who are like probably well, also don't like Last of Us Part Two because they're pieces of shit. They don't like women. <laughs> right, 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 sorry. <laughs> Well, I think the issue with, like, Solo is an interesting one, but I think the problem is, like, sometimes with, like, prequel stories, you add too much context to a character. Yeah. Luckily, Uncharted adds zero extra context to anything. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about that as much. But, uh, yeah, like, they come in with Solo, and they're like, this is this character's, you know, crazy swashbuckling origin story. It's like, oh, so he was, like, a he like, so he used to fucking suck? 
Yeah. Before he was cool and sucked. Because he was just lame and sucked before. Is that what this whole movie is telling me? He was lame and sucked? Because I like it when he's cool and sucks. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a cool character. If he just lames, if he's just lame and sucks, it's like, I don't know, what's the difference between Han Solo and C-3PO? One's gay. It's <laughs> a huge difference. Sexual orientation is very important to one's identity. And I don't, and I don't mean to make light of it. Sexual orientation is important to one's identity. Um, damn. Damn is right. Fuck. It's just like, it's not what I would want. I, I, but, but. But, and as I think that I have said at the end of a lot of hot takes that I've been on with you where we watched the movies and we didn't like them. Yeah. But kind of got what they were going for in a sense they just weren't successful. I'd watch an Uncharted 2. I'm not seething at the – You're right. I'm not like foaming at the mouth for it. But like if this – thing like stumbles across 200 million dollars which i highly doubt it's going to be able to do and even at that point i don't know if that's going to be enough because i think this thing costs like over 120 million dollars which is fucking insane Uh, because it looks like garbage it doesn't look good it does not look good um i would i would be excited to see where they go like removing the origin shit you know, it's made maybe four years from now and Tom Holland maybe starts to look more like a man. A man. <laughs> you know, he's got the Michael J. Fox thing going on where it's just like even when Michael J. Fox is in his late 30s, he's still looking like he's fucking 21 years old. Yeah. You know, we were making the joke. It's like they flash back, <laughs> yeah, they flash like, back at the beginning and it's like 15 years earlier. And then it like his face from like when he's like a kid transforms into Tom Holland. And I was like three years later. Yeah. Like, it's like he does not look that hey, much. Hey, give me a beer. And we're like. Nathan, you're you're 13 years old. We yeah. Can't. Well, also they gave him like a weird drinking problem in this movie. Yeah, he does have I, a weird. Drink. He's drinking weird. at very inappropriate times. <laughs> Anytime you want to like smash a bottle of wine, bro, go for it. I'm the last person that's going to tell you yeah, to do that, brother. But like, if you're about to, oh, I don't know, uh, manifest your entire life's destiny in the next 12 hours, maybe don't drink. Maybe don't, don't, don't go, drink the ship liquor. So fucking hard. <laughs> drinking the ship liquor is insane. It's that's a funny a weird bit, thing to do. But that's something that. He should not do. No. That's something that maybe <laughs> Sully does or like have some like sure. fucking idiot character who's like, I drink shit that will probably kill me. Because yeah, and I, I have fun doing it. it. Yeah, man. It's uh it's a weird one. It sucks. It's not good, but it's like it didn't good. hurt my feelings. So. I, I think I get bummed. I, I do agree with you that if they made an Uncharted 2, the movie. Uh, Uncharted two call in the movie. Call in the movie. Yeah. I would, I I would give it. I would definitely go. I would give it another shot. Mm. I think it's a bummer because I feel like a lot of these promising, like you know, the video game movie comes out. It gets kind of critically panned, but they set up enough stuff where it's just like I do think you could get a cool sequel. And it's like we still don't know if we're getting that second Tomb Raider movie, which I think is a really bummer. It's like a big yeah. bummer. I think it's a missed opportunity, and I think mm. a lot about. Um, the Transformers movie that came out a few years ago. And I think a lot about how, like, that movie came out and, like... Which... Tra- what? The, no, Transform- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Power Rangers. Oh, okay. My I was bad. like, I I was like wait, when did a Transformers movie worth... Convert- com- <laughs> Bumblebee. Bumblebee's all right. Well, that's what I thought maybe you were talking maybe. about. I was like, are you talking about Bumblebee? <laughs> My bad. Sorry. Uh, Power, uh, Power Rangers movie. That Power Rangers movie came out and, like, it has flaws, but it was kind of cool. Kind of cool. And it was just like, yo, I would definitely watch a sequel to this where they... 
you know, they're done doing this origin story bullshit. Mm-hmm. Now they're just beating the Power Rangers. And the Power Rangers movie is a perfect example of like how I walked into this movie. I was like, I understand yeah. that I am probably not going to like this. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a whirl, have some fun, lean back, and just watch a movie because I like movies. And Uncharted gave me pretty much exactly what I was expecting. I was like, I didn't expect it to be fucking terrible because it's it's fucking Tom Holland. Like at least the boy, the boy knows <laughs> the boy how to like yeah captivate you, if not charm you to the extent that he needs to for this character. He is a sure. captivating. Performer, he is good at what he does. Yeah. Um, whereas Power Rangers was just like, oh fuck, this is actually like kind of cool, mildly impressive. Like not yeah. even like not even just like cool and kind of good. You're just like, I'm kind of impressed at how much like the show this is while also maintaining yeah being made in the year well, that the, it's made. The Power Rangers movie is crazy because it's like the Power Rangers movie gets lame when they start doing Power Rangers stuff, mm-hmm. which like that's kind of a really cool problem to have you know whereas this movie it's just kind of like it's just kind of lame through and through it doesn't feel cringe or cheesy when they start doing uh uncharted-esque stuff it just kind of feels that way the whole time you know yeah the action scenes are nowhere more invigorating and um eye-catching than the scenes where they're just like talking about maps yeah you know (laughs) they're just like (laughs) yeah figuring out how maps work and again, this movie has another, like, it's funny, you and I were talking about in mod, the, uh, we're, we were actually talking about our fondness for Batman Forever. Yes. But we were also talking about, like, the way that, like, Val Kilmer and other characters, like, solve the riddles in that movie. And it's just, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. This never, is, is never insane. talk about that. Yeah. And in this movie, like, just the way that they solve some of these mysteries, which there's not that many. Mm. Um, and in the video games, there's, like, so many, and you get to engage with them, which makes them interesting. But there's not that many in this movie, and the way that they solve them is so just like eye rolly and uninteresting. Yeah. It's like I mean, Tomb Raider gets a lot of flack for like that one big puzzle with like the color oh, colors and stuff like that. But I'm like, I'm kind of into that because like you know what? Uh, it feels like a video game. Like, it's better. Fine. It's better than this. Very true. You know, I I I think that I find it interesting that neither of them have captured the essence of being in ancient places. <laughs> You know, I think Tomb Raider comes the closest, but it really waits to the end. And I feel like that's my main issue with Tomb Raider. And this movie, you know, you you get a cave with two ships in it and you get one room that has three pots. With a hole in the ceiling that's just the right size to lift them out. To helicarrier them out. Or uh, you get the one room with the the four pots of salt. And that's, that's pretty much it. There was that big pile of salt at that one point. You like so that big pile did. of salt? I did. You yeah. heard me like, you're like, hey, this is pretty cool. I love cool. big piles of salt. Very cool. <sighs> I think that's all we got on Uncharted, right? Yeah. Uh, I was just found myself thinking back again to the Antonio Banderas scenes, man. Like, they were really fucking good. Like, anytime he was on screen, you were like, he's making it really work. It's a crime that they didn't yeah. keep him to the end. No, it is. Like, yeah. and it's, again, it's like, we go back to like the villainy of everything where it's just like, I didn't care who won and got the goal because everybody was kind of just doing Shitty. the same shit. It's yeah. like, yeah, this guy murdered his dad and yeah, this girl helped. But also like, yo, you guys just like murdered like fucking yeah. 10 people on this thing. Granted, it's self-defense. I totally fucking get it. Sure. But like his papa was a mean guy. I mean, murdering his papa was like... Murdering his papa is not good. I'm not condoning murdering papas. But, like, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. No, it's true. Mean dude. Mean dude. 
He didn't seem like he really liked it either. He's like, oh, I got to do this. Yeah. And he was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's like, yes, I am sorry. I am sorry, Papa. God, he's so good. Mm, Everything Mm. he says. He always has like the good like (sighs) at the end. Yeah. He's great. Puss puss. in boots. It's great. Is this offensive? I don't think so because it's it's more Antonio Banderas. Yeah, than I'm not trying like, to. I'm not trying to do I'm not Spanish to be accent. Anything else than Antonio, Antonio Banderas exclusively. Exclusively. That's it. That's all I'm trying to do. So sorry. Uh, all right. <clears throat> well, that's all we got for Uncharted. Uh, I think next time you guys hear us, if you're following along week to week, we might be might be hitting that Batman soon. At the time, at the time of this recording, we have not seen the Batman yet. We will be catching it very soon. soon. Two days. Two days. Which uh, it's like how like you're sitting in Green Knight and you're watching Green Knight and you're like, I can't believe this movie is out. Yep, I cannot believe I here it is. Cannot believe it's it here. exists. Mm-hmm. And I think we're gonna feel very similar during Batman. Um, very excited to talk about that. But if you guys like movies and our movie conversations, which if you made it this long, I'd imagine you like them a little bit. Uh, head over to storyscreenbeacon.com to check out all of our articles, podcasts, and reviews. Make sure to also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all the places where you like to yell at your families about political strife. You can also see us post stuff about movies. Uh, also on our website, you can find the dates and times for all of our screenings. Uh, so you, if you feel like seeing a movie and you feel safe and you want to go see Worst Person in the World... One of the best movies to come out in a long time. You can find out what time we're playing it, and it's pretty easy to do. So yeah, please do that while you're here. Check out Wonder Bar. Uh, we do so much cool stuff. I don't know. Hey, I'm hey I'm t- hey come back here. We do a lot of really cool stuff here. You should really come check it all out. It's really cool. So just just fucking don't walk away from me. I'm talking to you. Come on, come on, sit down. I'm sorry about that. We just do a lot of really cool stuff. I don't mean to yell. I'm sorry. Sorry. All right, you can go. Yeah, sorry. <sighs> yeah, that's all for me. We're uh, I'm so excited to see fucking Batman, man. Fuck. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with more podcasts, more hot takes, more cathode ray casts, more over drinkers, more everything. Uh, cheers to you. Cheers to you. And look, if you like Free Guy, totally fucking cool. It's cool. Like, listen, it's, it's totally not a big cool. deal. It's not a big deal. Not my vibe. Not my tempo. That's not it. My That's tempo. all fucking my is. Tempo. It's just not my tempo. If you don't I like Last it. of Us Part Two, that's a little bit. It's rougher, just like kind of like, weird. You can I also know. feel the way that you want, but you should also be aware of like what that says about you. Yeah, the implication. Opinions, you're allowed to have them. Yeah, but you need to understand that opinions lead <laughs> to people assumptions, <laughs> assuming <laughs> things about you that you need to be ready to really. Talk about yeah, and not just like try and like toss away yeah. as if you like can't, how dare you? you how can't, dare you? <laughs> you can't be like I don't like Last of Us Part Two, but you have to have in the chamber. I like women. I'm into that. Love women. I love gay stuff. Love gay. You got to have that loaded in there. Into it, yeah. Because if your follow up is just like yeah, I just you know, what am, what am, what am I gonna? Do? All right, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we'll be right back with more hot takes. Right back. We'll be right back. Well, no, if, this is the end of the episode. No, well, we're going to be right back in the next, next one. <laughs> <And next week. laughs> Until next time.